Hello. Hello, chilling, chilling. Hello. Hello. <laughs> oh, just a quick thing for y'all. And well, the audience, y'all don't know this by now. But when I listen back to the um, other file, when we try to harmonize, it cut everything it, out. So we couldn't. Oh, yeah. no. Everything was all blank. Yeah. So, <laughs> oh, well. One day we'll be, when we finally do get back together, we're going to have to like sing down to like kind of make exactly. up for, for lost time. We need to do an updated version of Hold On with slightly different lyrics. Yeah. <laughs> I would say a little bit more aggressive. <laughs> and turn that shit down. Right. At, at this point, right? <laughs> <laughs> no more holding on or just, oh, we can make it. No, we're about to fuck shit up. No, I'm playing. More kind. Keep your hand on that barricade. Hold right. on. And hold on. <laughs> Get your Glock. No, I'm playing. You know I don't want, we're not advocating violence. Not advocating Whoa. violence. Whoa. You're not? No, no. <laughs> okay, no, let me so stop. <laughs> are we diving in? Like, what are you... Yeah, we have to. Wait, let me ask y'all this. Did you see the guy, the white man, who was being interviewed? He was like... I was just yelling from my window, all lives matter. And I was attacked by two yes. African-American males. And then the video footage comes out with him put, using a bow and arrow and mm-hmm. being attacked by kind of happily for me, a group of white people, mostly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I saw that. Face like, if it wasn't for getting stuff on video. I know. But even, even with the thing about it with being on video it's out there, but Okay, it's out there, so that's a good thing. But at the same time, if people see his interview first, they never see the other video yeah. and don't even care to reach, mm-hmm. you know, research it. It's like, gosh, it's weird, man. It's just so many factors that play at once, you know. Yeah. But just to see that how he's lying like that, this is what people need to see, man. This is people like Candace Owens and what's that? The, but what uh, the, burns me up the most, though, people will see the whole video and be like, well, what happened will. three minutes before? Yeah, what led up right. To? Like, no matter yeah. what they show. Well, I want to know, like, Yesterday, in my favorite, like like I said in the video up on Instagram, well, do they years ago, isn't that the same person who like stole that candy out the Kmart? You know, it's like they- Yeah, it's yes. It's 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 frustrating because I have seen the most articulate, mm-hmm. fact-checked responses mm-hmm. to some of this mm-hmm. craziness, and they would still find something yep. to try to negate <laughs> all of the truth that you just presented with. So it doesn't matter how intelligent yep. you are, it doesn't matter how savvy you are, how witty you are in your response. People, ignorance, it just has a thing that it could just prevail sometimes. And it's just, yep. oh, I can take it. I think the we one thing fight. I'm... We got to fight. We got to fight. That's it. We got to fight. <laughs> well, no? I mean, that's, that's kind of what's <laughs> happening right now anyway. So right. um, the one nah. thing that is annoying me right now is all of these white people who are quoting Dr. King and just running with that. And I'm like, yeah. he's dead. Y'all killed him. Right. Yeah. He's dead. Yeah. He did. Why don't you do what he... We did. We tried. Right. And he tried too. And y'all murdered him. So what's the right. difference? And Malcolm. And Malcolm. Yeah, I was right. about to say, they, they have another meme out there. It had both of them in their caskets. Mm-hmm. They say, whether you're protesting peacefully or whatever, you know, we tried all of that and they still both ended up dead, you know? So it's just. You can be uh, the best Negro ever and yes. still be. Like, I went through a phase when I was younger of like, if I'm just educated enough and mm-hmm. well spoken enough and yeah. docile enough. But they still, like, like I told y'all, and like, y'all know the details, but I'm being vague deliberately for maybe legal reasons. But when I was at the school that I was at, mm-hmm. and I told them about what happened to me with the cops, the first thing they did was, even when one of the people at my school was like, I know Eric's telling the truth, they were like, well, still, you must have done something to antagonize. And, and then they hit me with the, well, Eric, all black people, I mean, all people have problems. And if, I think I told Michael about this. I don't know if I told you at the time, Demarcus, but 
one of the women there, she was like, well, Eric, all people have problems. When I was 16, I worked at a Foot Locker and my manager, a black woman, used to call me white girl. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, I guess we're fucking even then. And, uh, and so and that led to me losing my mind. Wow. And, I, and, I, and that's when I quit. That's when I quit that job. Yeah. I started losing my mind. And shout out to, mm-hmm. to people who were there who waited for me to make sure that everything was okay. I'm being vague. You know who you are, the people who waited. Mm-hmm. I was good because I appreciated that. Mm-hmm. But there's a whole lot of stuff people don't know. But part of the reason why I didn't speak out, because I wrote up a thing on Facebook years ago. And they were like, okay. If it happened, X, Y, Z happened, racist students, cops, da, 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 but you're going to be hurting the school if you could just, like, but we're good people, Eric. And, and the, the thing is, I, I felt for them and, mm. uh, and the younger of the people who was in charge and people who know will know, she, I considered her like family in a way. And I was like, you know, I'll, I didn't want to hurt her. I didn't want to hurt people's livelihoods who didn't directly do it to me. And yeah. so mm-hmm. I was like, I, I'll shut up. I'll shut up. But it's this thing mm. where, like, I'm, I'm pissed off now at there are white people who are more upset at you acknowledging that racism exists mm-hmm. than they are that racism exists. Right, yeah. Yes. Yeah, that's, that's, that's the issue. Like, I know we're all, well, not all of us, clearly, but there's a lot of people looking for answers and, like, what to do now and how can we overcome this? And there's so many steps that, be can, that can be taken, but it seems like the hardest work, you know, working on self, is, is something that people are just not willing to do. And yes, mm-hmm. both, you know, everyone has to admit certain things, but at the moment, it just, it, since we can talk about many things at once, I'm mm-hmm. choosing to talk about one specific thing at this moment, yes. that if white people who are racist and who are prejudiced are not able to admit um, their, their bigotry and their prejudice, then how is there gonna be any change on that end? You know what I mean? Like what, what can we do as black people any more than what we're doing already? You know well, what I mean? So I, I, I just, like there has to be some honest reflection, self-reflection and some growth, but I don't know. Uh, do y'all, do you, either of you know any people who used to be racist and now they have grown and they've, they've, they've transitioned into better people. Now Please these- hold that question, but De'Ara's yeah. about to say something, so I don't want to make it. Yeah. yeah. We'll come back to it. Um, I was just going to say, um, I watched a video, I think his name is Ernest Chambers. Mm-hmm. Um, the guy who was cutting the kid's hair, talking mm-hmm. to the white reporter or whoever he was. Mm-hmm. And one of the things he stated um, um, that kind of goes with what you just said, Michael, is it's not up to us to talk to the white people mm-hmm. who are racist and who are bigots and whatnot. Right. It's not up to us. Mm-hmm. Other, other white people have to do that because mm-hmm. they're not going to listen to us. They're already not listening to us. Mm-hmm. So that's not technically our responsibility. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll have to share that video with you guys, but everything Ernest uh, says in the video is 100% spot on. And this was, you know, back in like 1960s, I think it was. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's not, it's not on us to do that. It's mm-hmm. why our white allies, white brothers and sisters have to go and talk to their folks mm-hmm. and yeah, get them on board. Totally. Yeah. I, to Michael's um, question from earlier. Mm-hmm. And I, I didn't want to convolute the video, but part of what was the impetus for me doing the video that day, because I know me and Michael talked about doing publicly posting and, and maybe like the, the, what's the word, like the futility of it. Mm-hmm. You know? Cause like, like who's going to, it's like screaming into an echo chamber. Sometimes the people who agree with you, agree with you. The people who don't will mm-hmm. hold their position like, like gladiators and you said like little foam sticks. And oh my to, gosh. Mm-hmm. I hate, I love like, that show. It's, it's like, they're just trying to stay on their platform no matter what. 
yeah. they're trying to protect their ego as opposed to being receptive to learning. But right. part of what made me do that video is around the time I left that school, I had a falling out with a woman who worked at, at that same school, a white mm. woman. And she's a hardcore vegan and hardcore animal rights activist. And around that time, um, well, I guess it might've been a little bit after, but some of the early publicized, like gruesome, like publicized killings were coming out on like videos mm. and, um, and like these phone videos. And I was telling her like, in the midst of everything, you're posting about puppies. Like you claim to like, I love life, I love life. I'm so spiritual, I'm so vegan, I'm so da 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 da. But you're posting about puppies and not about black people. And I was like, you don't love animals so much. You love the fact that you have a helpless being that you can impose a personality upon. You yeah. love that you don't have to do the emotional labor. You love that, you know, you don't love animals. You just get to kind of, they don't talk back. You know, mm -hmm. they, you get to kind of make them whatever you want and feel and feel powerful and they're cute. I mean, who doesn't mm -hmm. love a freaking puppy? Or a kitty, you know, like I'm kidding. Know, I do, I do. Like, I <laughs> like, of course, of course. But the thing is, that's not what makes you. And I was like, I guess black people don't deserve your attention because we don't have fluffy tails. And mm. she was like, you know, basically we fell out. I fell out with her, her husband, everything. And the day I posted that video on Instagram, where I just kind of lost my shit, she sent me a message thanking me. She was like, mm. tried to tell me, and it took me a long time, longer than it should have. But you got to me. You woke mm. me up. And one of my one of my old students who I just started working with again, another white girl, she hit me up, same thing. She was like, please know that I, I, I get it now. Like I hear yeah. you, you know, and I, yeah. I realized that it's, it's not futile. There are people who will listen, even if they're mm. in the minority. And there was more to the conversation, I'll spare you. But basically, they were like, I realized I can take accountability and do more than just not engage when I hear people being racist, but I can actively oppose it. And that's yeah. that, um, so I feel like there is, it might take some years for people to, to oh, be, yeah. to be can, awakened. So see, with, with, and, I, and like you said, it's not on us, but with people mm -hmm. with whom we've invested, if you're invested in someone and you think they could potentially be receptive, that's it's on you to choose, you know? Who's yeah. That's kind of where I'm at now with this whole thing. Um, I've been assessing my friendships, acquaintances, um, clients, everything, you know, mm -hmm. and, um, because, you know, sometimes work that you do with clients can transpire into friendships or mm -hmm. connections and stuff. They start following you on social media all the time. Yeah. You know, mm -hmm. and, yeah. And so it's all of this type of stuff. And so, I am still hopeful and I'm still open to having conversations, engaging and even initiating. Um, but I think one thing I'm, I'm, I'm a little bit struggling with is absolute avoidance. You know, mm. you know, it's one thing to not to know what to do and to be overwhelmed, but to avoid and not to engage at all. There are a couple of people I hit up. Um, it's like, hey, you know, how do you feel about this? and just no response Nothing. no even though we've talked about every other thing everything you know and these are people who immerse themselves in black culture mm -hmm. you know but now mm -hmm. they're kind of silent so I'm, I'm dealing with that aspect but adults aside i'm also thinking about children man i just feel like mm -hmm. there has to be some connection to kids there has to be because adults it's as you just said eric they can change and we know that we've all changed in some way and so i'm still hopeful for that but for me for me I have to figure out a way that I can be more 
engage with kids, you know, first starting with my, my inner circle of any kids I'm connected to. I'm still not going to teach kids voice. I'm still not a big fan of that. So I'm still, <laughs> still not, plus, plus a vocal lesson ain't the Fuck time. To be, right, right, right. right, 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 right. But you know, but I mean, who knows? Maybe I'll change my mind about that. But I don't, I don't know. I feel like, I feel like reaching out somehow, or maybe even this is an, enough in the sense of, you know, kids can have access to Okay, when I say kids, I don't recommend kids. Not like young. What's gonna say? Uh, <laughs> yeah, let me clarify. Let me clarify. The so, views expressed by Michael Bryant should, not right, necessarily right. reflect. <laughs> right. So, I, okay, I'm thinking of There's two definitely groups. Definitely a maturity rating on. Yes, the, uh, there is. There is. There is. So, I'm thinking about young kids, and I'm also thinking about like teenagers. You uh, know, like. Uh, the, but so, but anyways, but my whole point is that somehow the the impressionable minds of the youth. Mm-hmm. you know, has to be engaged somehow. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, but so what, what do y'all think about that? Like if, how do you think engaging the youth to, about these issues, you know, to have some type of um, good influence on them? How do you think that's possible? Is it just by existing and being, being visual or is it actual tackling the, the topics, having discussions, forums, something? What do y'all think? Well, I guess for me, um, it's a little bit easier for me to do that because I teach that age group. That's right. So um, already I've been talking with some of the administrators and we're just trying to think of um, like programs we can start uh, that would get them interested, uh, get them engaged in the community a lot more, Mm -hmm. but, um, but also just have, just let them have a platform to just speak their minds about how they feel about everything. Cause Mm -hmm. you know, a lot of my students have a lot of really, interesting opinions about everything that happens around us. Mm. Um, so I, I enjoy listening to them. So just giving them that area to speak, I think will, will be at least a, a step in the right direction. Yeah. 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 It's, it's, it's interesting that you say that because I don't work with kids so much anymore, mm. but actually at that same school that I was referencing, they had to expel several students for saying racial, you mm. know, racial slurs, blah, 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 blah. And one of the girls in particular, I really advocated for her to stay. I did not mm. want her to be kicked out. She yeah. was so young and um, I knew she couldn't possibly have been comprehending what she was saying. Right. Literally, she was parroting, she was regurgitating what she had heard at home. What mm. she was saying was, was crazy, but, um, and it turned out that her parents were, one, her parents were divorced, so she had two sets. One, one set was uber racist and, and I was told they yeah. said word stuff when I wasn't there and that's mm. part of why she was kicked out but I was like I want her to stay just to know me that way just right, yeah. knowing the reality I feel mm-hmm. like all these phobia, phobias and, and, and isms are combated with the reality of humanity Yeah. And so there are a lot of people when I came out as gay they were like in my immediate family they were like this changes everything because mm-hmm. I didn't know mm-hmm. I didn't know a gay could be you you know right. I, I would mm-hmm. think they were afraid of a boogeyman. And for a lot of people, when I did my video on Instagram, they were like, it's my first time hearing someone I care about, a black person. I don't know many black people. Hearing it from you is hitting different. So mm. I feel like just like by DeMarcus being in their lives, I feel like that's a powerful thing. Like just by you, mm-hmm. just by you being visible mm-hmm. and having a rapport with them, yeah. um, it, it naturally helps to... Um, kind of inseminate them with the idea like, oh, they're a human. And, and it kind of maybe motivates them to do a little more of the work on their own because it's a person they care about, not just right. blacks. You right, know? right, exactly. No, I think, I think that's, that's so true, you know, and I, I think that as relationships build, as you said, seeing that humanity, then 
that's how hearts are molded. You know what I mean? Right. And so, and also kind of on the flip side a little bit, I'm also trying to stay balanced. I'm like, well, you know, life is going to be life or whatever. <laughs> you know what I mean? And so it's not even that, that I'm looking for a utopia. That's just not reality. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, that's, that's, right. that's, that's not real. However, what we are experiencing though, that doesn't need to be the reality. Hell you know yes. what I mean? This, this, nope. There is clearly systems that are still in place that are oppressive. You know what I mean? And so, and then the police force, it's so funny because like, what was it? NWA? Wasn't that? Yeah. Um, yeah. NWA fuck had the police. The, yeah. Fuck the police and stuff. Mm-hmm. And you know, those songs came out at a time. I don't know how I was really young and I didn't really think about it, but you know, kind of reflecting back on that now, I'm like, Oh my God, like the term saying that, you know, the police are the biggest gang in the world and all that type of stuff. Um, and of course, you know, just thinking about that, how, how the police forces were started you know, throughout a racial tension and stuff. Like, how yeah. can we, we, it has to be changed. It has to be uprooted. You know what right. I mean? There's no way that this system can stay in place. But I don't even know what that's going to take. I guess that's policy change and who we elect or whatever. But that's well, just a whole like, lot of change. Yeah, right. it, it is a whole lot of change. And I think a lot of, like, uh, uh, what is it? What's the city? St. Paul, is it in Minnesota? I think so, yeah. Uh, a lot of the schools there are already denouncing their ties with, with the um, police, the police department, department. Oh, wow. and so I think that, like that's a start. Like, yeah, go ahead and like, okay, we we don't need your help anymore because this yeah. is how you treat people. Right. So uh, you know, and to have the mayor um, say what he had to say about his own police department and the chief of police, like mm-hmm. that's, I think that in itself is already powerful. Yeah. Because um, I am seeing in some cities. Oh, and just to bring this up, obviously still related. Um, just the sad fact that so many people decided that they were going to take these peaceful pro- protests and turn them into something else. Mm-hmm. Um, them being a lot of white people who are actually mm-hmm. caught on camera. Like the media is not showing this, obviously they're just blaming on black people, mm-hmm. but um, on social media, you see it everywhere. Oh yeah. Black protesters are telling these folks don't damage the buildings mm-hmm. and they're damaging the buildings. So it's just, but, but the, mm-hmm. but the difference between, 20 years ago and now is that mm-hmm. we have cameras in our hands. Right. We can g- at least get the truth out to people who, um, who are using social media platforms. Right. So, I mean, that's more than what it would have been 20 years ago or 30 years ago, or however yeah. long ago. So, yeah. You know, <sighs> it's, it's so crazy. How <laughs> I just, <laughs> that side, I, just I, I feel, I felt that side yes. in, my, in my spirit. I, I really yeah. Did. It's like there's so many components that are floating around at the moment because, you know, the the protests were they started out peaceful as the Mm -hmm. as the just mentioned, and then there came the looting and um, a lot of the uproar. And so on one side, we have people who are saying, well, you know, they're using quotes saying that um, with a lot of movements in the past, there has been confrontation and looting and rioting and stuff that has led to change. You know what I mean? And so, and that, and when you have a people who've been oppressed for so long, you know, this is a, a reaction for the voiceless, you know, to be heard, to be felt, to be acknowledged. Yep. But then, but then it came out that, well, actually there's some white nationalists who are in the mix and they're mm-hmm. fucking shit up to yeah. blame it on the black people. So now that's two different things going, you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And so mm-hmm. there's so much confusion out there that filtering through it to try to assess how to move forward is going to be a challenge, you know, yep. but I, I guess there's so many truths can be, can happen at one time. Cause clearly all these factors are at play. Because you know of the I mean? markets, I started getting on Twitter more. Cause I remember a while back 
we were talking, he was saying he preferred Twitter. I, th- I oh, think that's yeah. what, you know, because it was a more, inter- well, before all this started going on. In terms was, of, like, me just it, being able to say what I want. <laughs> yeah. So, but what's funny is I got on there for entertainment because I found it funnier before yeah. all this stuff started going down. But yeah. what's crazy is on Twitter, there are so many videos of plainclothes officers seemingly. Oh, that too, yes. Like, uh, fucking up people's supplies. Yes. Dropping off bricks. Yes. Like, why are you dropping off bricks? Exactly. Because yeah. exactly. like, black people in the protest is like, what? We're, we're good. Like, why are you doing this? And um, right. the video of the guy hammering the, the, the target. Or yeah. Yep. So it's, it's really fucked up. I wanted to ask you all, though, because I know, like, after Katrina hit, there was a period where me and my family, we were just watching the news all day, every day. Social mm-hmm. media wasn't what it is now. That was like 2005. But we were just watching news every day to see what's going to happen. And I know how unhealthy that can be. Now yes. with media and it's more accessible than ever. Mm-hmm. What are y'all doing to take a, a fucking break into kind of like, because I feel like my jaw is tight. My shoulders are tight. Like mm-hmm. I'm not sleeping. Like mm-hmm. what are y'all doing to take care of yourself, your, your spirits or whatever in the, in the midst of all this? Well, for me, um, I try not to go on Instagram as much, but I'm failing. Mm-hmm. So there's that. But I'm trying. But I'm trying. You know what I mean? Um, but I can't promise I'll try, but I'll try to try. <laughs> right. I try. <laughs> but that aside, um, to be honest, mine is kind of more practical in the sense of, you know, Monday through Saturday I'm teaching. And so mm-hmm. for that hour that I'm teaching a student, assuming that it doesn't, we don't talk about that, then my mind is on that at that moment. Um, and then in between those times, I do work on some music. Um, I do meditate a little bit or I might, you know, just walk to the grocery store or just kind of stand outside or I might be on my phone, but I just won't be on a social media site. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or so I'll just be doing practical things. Um, yeah, but I don't, ha- I don't have anything that's really substantial since of it's just giving me a bu- an abundance of peace. I think I'm just not there quite right now, but quite yet. You know how we have phases where we kind of go through different emotions. I'm just kind of coming out of the heaviness. You know what I mean? So I'm trying to, you know, just kind of do it. But yeah, just kind of regular things. So I don't know. Yeah, for me, I just um, eat. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yes, <Yeah>. yes. <laughs> um, no, really, my escape escapisms are anime and tennis. Mm. I mean, that's that's it. So tennis, mm. I get frustrations out. And anime, I try to, you know, go to another world and just take a pause for a second. But I'm also failing on the social media front, Michael. I, I can't put my phone down. Like, I have to see yeah. everything that's happening. Mm-hmm. And um, I will say that I was actually yesterday was probably one of the first times I smiled all week when I saw that this is happening across the world. Mm-hmm. And so that just made me feel like, damn. Mm-hmm. We are seeing, for at least for this brief moment, mm-hmm. um, you know, people are seeing this and, and actually seeing it like happen all all at once, thanks mm-hmm. to social media. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that's pretty much it. Mm-hmm. These animals to your, help. To too. your point, yeah. To your point, <laughs> thank y'all. Points to this natural graduation. One thing that I have that I have to do a public thanks for is I have a large non-black following. Mm-hmm. So everything other than people who identify as black. Mm-hmm. And y'all know I've done a few posts that have been kind of controversial on mm-hmm. Instagram. And there were white people, Asian people, Hispanic people who weren't just arguing, but they were educating. And mm-hmm. they even, there were even people who told me, shout out to Miss Effervescence, and there's some other, I can't remember yeah. any names that well, 
-hmm. but there's a woman who's also, she's white, she's like a poet, and she's a really good one. If you're watching this, <laughs> I feel like I hate when you start thanking people because I feel like you start running the risk of yeah. leaving people out. But mm -hmm. all of yeah. them, they were like, Eric, this is not on you to educate these people. We're going to handle our people. We're going to set them straight. And they were in mm -hmm. the comments, like, really edifying and mm -hmm. talking gems, like, not just saying, I'm right, you're wrong, but saying, like, you need to consider systemic oppression and, like, just dropping stuff. Um, yeah. Somebody even mentioned Tulsa, Oklahoma, in regards yeah. to black wall like, street y'all better educate these Listen, people i'm so glad I you said that it. i appreciate it and i was like i can relax a little and it felt good to know somebody had my back you know yeah and i, and I appreciated that someone who other than i mean because i know black people know but that's right. my white people who claim to be my friends who claim to love me mm -hmm. you know because i get a lot of i love you messages and i was like well here's a it'd be a great time to like demonstrate that exactly yeah I'm totally listening. I was, I wanted to actually pull that up. I saw um, a meme and I just wanted to, it actually stated just how many businesses, how many shops, et cetera, that were utterly destroyed from airstrikes and fires for Black Wall Street. You know, yeah. they, like, they totally destroyed a whole, a whole existence. Um, but I can't find it, of yeah. course. But does anyone want to share just like briefly or whatever? Um, we have five just, minutes left just throwing that out there, but if okay, you cool, want okay. to summar summarize it, I yeah, encourage you to research Tulsa, Oklahoma, Black Wall Street. Yeah, pull it yeah up. just look at that, yeah. Because it's hard to put it succinctly, but yeah, it, is. it, was, it, it was, is. was a thriving Black community mm -hmm. um, in what, the 1930s? The 20s, 30s? Okay. In, that, in, in that time, yeah. That's yeah, why I need you to... <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know, I know, I know. Right. Basically, there was a government-sanctioned attack. It was a Holocaust. They, they mm -hmm. decimated the place. They, they murdered... Black people for being successful. It was police, it was military, and it was also hidden from history for years, from mainstream history. I mean, many of us didn't forget, but, um, yeah. it, they, and there are other communities. There are other communities in South Carolina. There are other communities around the U.S. that had similar fates. But it was a history that was really quelled because mm -hmm. they, and that's why I hate when Black people are like, we just need to get our own, we just need to do for ourselves. It is not for a lack of trying. It's not. I hate that we accept there's so much internalized stigma, yeah. internalized hatred, where it's a part of why I feel like a lot of black people, like I hate this narrative with COVID, like, oh, you black people are dying because y'all just so unhealthy. Like mm -hmm. white people just walk around eating quinoa and tomatoes all day. Right. right. Blatant disparities in healthcare. But also there's a lot of things that we just kind of take because I just hate when I see black people taking like, oh, we are all just unhealthy and we don't do anything. No, 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 yeah. no, no, no. Educate yeah. yourself. That's not yeah. true. Like yeah. there's the systemic oppression means we get undermined at every turn. Right. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And it was a uh, 30, it was 35 square blocks. So that they that's, a, out. that's a that's, huge area. What was the year? Area. 1921. 21. Okay, yeah. 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 Um, from, from my closing thoughts on this, cause I know it's so much can be said. Um, like I said, I'm still hopeful, you know, and I'm doing my better part. Than me, no, I'm, just <laughs> I'm, I'm doing my part in a sense of, you know, um, considering who I'm connected to mm -hmm. and engaging, you know what I mean? Because mm -hmm. I know, I know the way that I can get, I can, I can construct an entire universe in my mind and have all types of scenarios and, and, and have the final say, but like, oh, mm -hmm. I didn't even talk to them to like, you know, to kind of mm -hmm. whatever. I feel you. you know I, mean? I feel you. And so I want to be more open. Um, but I will say this though, that after engaging or in, attempting to engage, 
if the people around me show themselves to demonstrate um, ideals and values that are dehumanizing, then there, there has to be um, um, some type of solution. And that solution would be, you know, I wish you well, but I'm going in my direction. You can continue to go in yours, you know, and I'm not trying to just, you know, cut people out of my life all willy nilly, but we have to realize that our politics and our values is what shapes how we treat each other. Yep. And, it, and if, if you're holding values that are oppressing and, and leading to the death of innocent people, then no, we can't go sing together. No, we can't play games together. No, we mm-hmm. can't. No, I'm not going to coach you. No, right. no, it's not going to be none of that. You know what I mean? Right. So yeah. that's that. But anyhow, that's all I got for now. DeMarcus? Oh, these are closing thoughts? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Closing thoughts. Right. <laughs> well, um, all I can say is just take care of yourselves um, because mm-hmm. this, is, this is heavy. It's very heavy. Um, it can be very taxing. Even, even if you're not doing a lot of things throughout your day, it is so easy to just read all that shit and just feel it exhausted by the end and i know a lot of my friends are saying that you know lately they just haven't been getting good sleep Mm -hmm. and you know and same for me like i i my sleep schedule is all over the place right Uh, thankfully i am now off for the next two months Mm -hmm. so (laughs) i can kind of but i still don't feel like i don't feel good about it because of all the shit that's happening right so um yeah just take remember to remember Self-care. Self-care. Um, I, I love Issa for her self-care Sunday. Um, <laughs> yeah. Because I like that. Like, on Sundays, I'm like, I ain't doing shit. I'm going to be right here at home. Don't bother me. Um, right. It's so, necessary. Yeah. That's, that's all I can say. I, I, can't say. I can't say too much about the actual happenings. No, I, yeah. I heard we'll, that. we'll be here for another half an hour. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> well, I'll say... <clears throat> Keep your hand on the plow and hold it on. Um, (laughs) Yeah, I I would say don't, there's a difference between preserving your peace and enabling evil. Mm -hmm. And I I challenge white people with that and with black people, because there were some black folks in my comments that made me look at them. Oh my goodness, yes. Yeah. Do some research on internalized stigma Mm-hmm. and internalized hatred. I think that a lot of us readily accept our inferiority as fact. Mm-hmm. And like you said, creating a whole universe. I think a lot of people do that in different ways. And mm-hmm. one way that I see a lot of Black people doing is very readily accepting this narrative that we brought this all upon ourselves. We don't try enough. I actually get irritated when I see the we are not our ancestors post. Mm-hmm. I feel like a lot of us, millennials down to Z and whatever comes after, whatever, we are not educated enough about history. Slave, like systemic oppression is more than slavery and Martin Luther King. Right, right. <laughs> right. of us exactly. don't understand what people have to go through before us, the systems that are still in place mm-hmm. and how insidious it is and how a lot of us are still, we're all affected by white supremacy. We're, it's, it's the water we swim in. Us. It is yeah. our culture. Yeah. We're raised in white supremacy yeah. embedded in us unless we consciously do the work, it's not as simple as we all need to see each other as human and come together. No. Yes. But I mean, part, yes, but part, no. Part, part of, yeah, but no, part of that entails. I felt the no coming. Yeah. I was already at the no, but yes. Taking <laughs> accountability and educating yourself yes. 
on how these systems have manifested and how they've been at work for, for generations. It can't just be, we just come together because a lot of the, uh, one more thing, we need to redefine racism for white people and for black people. It's not oh, yeah. just about you wishing me dead or wanting mm -hmm. to kill me. It's in seeing yourself as human or normal and seeing mm -hmm. everyone else as something else. It's in mm -hmm. you being the benefit of the doubt and me not. You yeah, know, it's, it's superior. Yeah. A lot of the studies done with doctors and how they treat patients differently, they weren't being deliberately malicious. It was unconscious bias. Mm -hmm. They didn't realize that they just took for granted that, you know, a black man would be tougher than a white man or a black woman. Oh, well, she's probably being hyperbolic. It's probably not that serious, but they would tend to a white woman. White women are seen as more feminine and softer. So let's tend to her more. Black women, oh, they're tougher. They're more masculine. We're not going to tend to them as much. Studies show yeah. black children are perceived as being older than they are. We're not allowed to be mm -hmm. children. Black people aren't seen as people who need to be protected, who mm -hmm. need to be, who, who are seen as equally human. I remind you again about the Hunger Games. Little kids were like, mm, hard for me to feel sorry for a black girl dying in this movie. Right, right. Like, yep. Some of the kids was in the school that I was teaching at the time. I just feel it's hard for me to feel this bad for a little black girl dying. That's racism. And so you yeah. need to check those thoughts. Or when you or too ready to, to jump to, well, what did the black guy do to deserve that? That's racism. Mm -hmm. That's racism. That's true. Period. Yeah. And that's on period. Facts. On period. <laughs> that's on period. <laughs> but I'm done. Sorry. I hate that, but by I the way. That's all good. <laughs> but all right, y'all hit us back with y'all's thoughts. You know, this is, a, this is an ongoing conversation, clearly. Yeah. So yes. let's, let's, let's stay engaged. All right. Until next time. Peace. Hello. Ha <laughs>